Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, slight technical difficulty there, peek behind the curtain. Uh, that was my fault this time. Um, yeah. Normally is, I guess, maybe. Sometimes I try to blame it on Frenchie, but truth is, it's normally no. me. But uh, hey, we are now on, speaking of Schmodown, uh, my my uh, my buddy here, Double D, Dan. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Great. I survived the week, so now let's get into the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't have my graphic up here, and I'm like I'm like you know right before we started, I'm like we're just gonna kind of rock out because we'll be on screen when the music starts, and yeah. then I'm and then as soon as we came up, I'm like, well, maybe that does. How do I rock out? And then the only way I just like you got to rock out, dude. Then I'm rocking out, and I'm like, no, okay, I look like a fool. So let's just go ahead and hurry up and get into this thing. Yeah. Um, at least you press the microphone uh, to record the whole. Uh, episode this time yes that is very true that was a great episode about the beatles and uh the paul mccartney theory that he had actually died in that car crash in uh, i believe it was 66 lost the whole episode but that's another story we're here to talk about schmodown uh we had the awards last night we're going to get into a little bit that at the tail end of the show but uh, we got the draft and uh, free agency coming up this coming week draft coming up here and uh, we got some rookies that we're going to bring on and talk a little bit about themselves, what division they would like to be in, and uh, why why they should be drafted. So uh, right now we're going to bring Thomas Harper onto the show. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. What, what you guys could have done is thrown me on during the music and made me rock out. <laughs> Just it, you know, a, a test of courage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll know that hey, Frenchie, on. would it be all right if we just cancel this stream, restart the whole thing over again? We t- retweet out all the like, no, he's freaking out back there. It's live. <laughs> we're live. We're doing live, man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Thomas. Yeah. How are you doing today? I, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's Saturday. I get to talk a little schmo down. What could be better? Yeah, and and speaking of schmo down, you've uh, you've uh, thrown your hat into the ring for the draft this season. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you uh, how you discovered the Schmodown, um, maybe your love for movies, why you decided to uh, to take the chance and, and try and enter the draft, um, uh, and 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 possibly if you want to pitch some managers that you think uh, you think would be lucky to have you, by all means. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity. First of all, thanks for giving me the chance to come on here. I want to say to to the folks out there, I'm really excited to be joining this community. The the family, I, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it, because that's what's been readily apparent to me in just a little bit of time that I've been truly interactive going on different shows and whatnot. Everybody has been uniformly welcoming. This is what I can what I could tell before and what I can especially tell now a very tight knit community that's all in it for the love of the game, for the love of movies, for the love of whatever th- their division is or uh, whatever their passion is. And I just couldn't ask for a better opportunity than that. It, it really has been, has blown, blown me away. Uh, as for me, I, you know, I'm Thomas. If, if you don't know me, if you haven't interacted with me, seen me at a, a convention or something uh, in the past, if we haven't crossed paths, uh, I'm a lifelong star Wars fan, which probably, describes everybody in the star wars division i'm coming into the star wars division if my background didn't give that away with uh, vader choking somebody over my shoulder here and i'm really excited to be doing it i i originally got into the schmodown and 
me sitting here today is due to two people and two people alone. And that's Alex and Molly Damon. Uh, I've been in Alex's ear and, and by extension, Molly's ear since the moment that I found out that he was in, uh, in the Schmodown, since I figured out what it was all about and sort of saw some of the, the competitions and, and whatnot and learned about this league, about this community. And I said, I, I I've got the receipts to prove it in DMS and, and in text messages between Alex and I. I, I was just consistently every year after we see each other at dragon con over labor day, come on, man, like talk to Christian, let me just get a shot and whatnot. And it just so happened that this is the year. And so my, my goal here, number one is to chop the wood in front of me, which is to get drafted. But in terms of my background, Star Wars wise and trivia wise, I, I grew up a lot like most of you Star Wars fans, which is who grew up in the 90s, uh, seeing it on a, a VHS tape recorded straight off of TBS commercials and all instantly fell in love the moment that Vader stepped onto the Tana V4 and surveyed the wreckage there and was just absolutely hooked. My first time seeing it in the theaters was the special editions. And so those hold a special place in my heart. And, and I've sort of grown up watching these movies evolve and grow as I've grown. And I really got into trivia Star Wars wise as a kid. I played this Decipher was the company's name. It was a Star Wars customizable card game. And I didn't always have money to buy cards. And I didn't always have like a great trading notebook to be able to trade for the cards or whatever that I wanted. So I devised this like really bratty way to, to sort of do an end around, uh, around those shortcomings. And I created an entire quiz and it was a trivia quiz and I still have it to this day. I tweeted it out the other day, but it's a, uh, a four section quiz, easy, medium, hard, and very hard. And I would sit down and challenge people. You'd have to lay down your bet, either a card that I wanted and I'd put up a card that they wanted or a couple bucks, something like that. You know, as a 10 year old, a couple bucks is like $50 and they'd have to do the quiz. And if they got above a certain threshold, uh, they would win. But otherwise I got what I wanted. And that sounds like really gatekeepy, really bratty, but it's just <laughs> where I came from. So I, I, um, I wear that as a badge of honor, even though it's the most embarrassing thing about my fandom as a kid. But in terms of competitive trivia, Dragon Con was my entry into this sort of arena. And really, I got serious back in 2014, 2015, when the Dragon Con competition aligned with Disney's Canon reset and covered, uh, changed their format to only cover Canon material. So you're talking movies, books. And when I say Canon, it's everything that's Canon. So visual guides, visual dictionaries, uh, supplements novels, comics, you name it. If it's considered canon, it's it's fair game. And each year since then, in the six years that I've played in that competition and done exceedingly well, uh, th the body of knowledge that you have to have has just grown exponentially. If you think about the books that come out uh, each year, the, the movies that we've had come out, all of that, everything you see that's new on the shelf at your comic book store, at your local bookstore, whatever, that's additional study material that that is tested. And a great example of that, if you saw this past year's competition, which was the first year it was live streamed, the new Thrawn book had just come out a week prior and there was an entire round on of questions from that book. I mean, and, and the, the guy that writes the questions and runs the competition said, look, you guys have had what seven days to read this book. I, you know, it's not 
um, unanticipated for you guys to expect questions there. And so we got walloped <laughs> with that. And along with that Dragon Con competition is probably as well known now, Alex and I have gone toe to toe every year since then. And you've, you've got to do a 50 question qualifier test to, to make your way into the competition. So there's a bar to entry there. You don't just get in because you're Alex Damon or you're Thomas Harper or because you've won in the past. You've got to qualify every year. It's an exceedingly difficult quiz. Uh, the average is the average number correct. Uh, and these are 50 multiple choice questions is 22. And uh, typically that you got to get at least 35 to 38 to get a seat at the table. And I've been fortunate enough to have a really, really dominant run in that competition. More often than not, it's Alex and I squaring off. So if you're a manager looking for a Star Wars player, now that I think my read on the new point system has increased the importance of having somebody of skill in that division, uh, look no further. I, I've faced off against Alex multiple times. I have beaten him multiple times, unlike the vast majority of the players that are currently in the division or uh, the, the rookie class. Uh, he's a nice guy. We're friends, but I'm not afraid of him. I, 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 I don't sweat it when I sit across from him because more often than not, that's my labor day every single year is squaring off against him. So it's, it's become second nature. It's part of what I train for every year. The second uh, reason I think you should draft me is, is, uh, you know, my commitment and my knowledge. Think about just for a second, the, the sea of Star Wars material that's out there. I have to know that every single year. I have to prep for it on top of knowing all the additional material. High, uh, the, the High Republic stuff all just came out. I got to read all that and keep up with it to be prepped for this, this next season. It's not enough to just know what's out there right now. With the Schmodown, my focus becomes the 11 movies that are out there right now and whatever comes out in the future. And so those skills that I have, that consistent track record of knowing stuff in excruciating detail, which is what the Schmodown demands, I'm in on that every single year and I'm ready to, to take that kind of prep to yeah. uh, translate here. So if, if you're looking for somebody that's talented, that that can do character work, uh, that's going to be, a uh, you know, I think somebody that fans will root for on the team, but most importantly, somebody that can compete for that belt. I think I'm that guy. Sounds good. Sounds great, Thomas. Uh, thank you very much uh, for letting us all know a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, managers, keep an eye out here for this fella. He, uh, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, so, um, good luck to you, Thomas. Thank you again for joining Thanks. us and we'll see what happens here coming up in the draft. And, uh, now everybody, we've got a couple more, uh, rookies here. Uh, you guys know them as Cat and Sonny. Um, uh, hello, both of you. Thank Hi. you for joining us. Um, uh, we're going to start here. Ladies first, first, uh, we'll start with Cat. Um, what, uh, same thing as you just heard, uh, heard me ask, uh, Thomas there, you know, how you became aware of the Schmodown, your, your, uh, uh, what you're interested in doing, what you want out of it. And just, uh, let everyone know why they should want you on their faction. Yeah. Well, hi everybody. Um, I'm Kat. And if I have a funny accent, it's because I'm a Dane. So, uh, there's that I'm, I'm having a bit of an international flair here. Um, but yeah, my story with the, with the Schmodown is actually, uh, Sonny, that was kind of introducing me. He was listening to the Schmodown, I think it was in season two or three, maybe. So it's all the way back. And I remember I was lying in the bed and I was doing something else. And I heard this question about uh, Dread from the movie Dread about uh, what the drug was called. And I just remember I was so proud that I could actually remember that. So I just screamed out in the apartment like, Shlomo! 
and uh then i was just hooked right then and there i was like yeah this is this is great and uh i always love trivia i've always been very good at trivia so that's great and uh movies is i don't know something i've um it's not something i was really good at as a kid i watched a lot of movies um but it was like a Friday thing with my family. We watched a lot of James Bond. And uh, yeah, so I've always had a love for movies, uh, probably a little bit more artsy movies and Danish movies. It's a little bit more artsy than Hollywood movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my, yeah, that's where my love for movies come and come from. And um, yeah, well, Sunny has also introduced me to a lot of the the more geeky stuff. I am a huge nerd, always been a huge nerd. So, of course, uh, in a geekdom is my kind of thing. And also Star Wars. It was, uh, I've been a little bit late to the party with Star Wars, but I saw it as a 19-year-old or something, and I've loved it ever since. I have been watching all the movies and I've been watching a lot of the the things, like everything else, basically. Series. And series, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, Sonny has been introducing me to a lot of other stuff, and everything I don't know, I can always ask Sunny about. So uh, I think I have, I have uh, the best possibilities to study up on it. And um, well, if any managers out there are considering some international flair, then I can definitely uh, recommend me uh, because I can. I, I'm dedicated. I'm an academic. I've been studying uh, for my whole life basically, and I've never failed one exam ever. And I've been like five years in the university. So yeah, I've dedicated and I have discipline like everyone. But yeah, well, I do have a lot of dedication and discipline. And um, yeah, I that's going to come to my advantage. And um, if anything else, then well, I'm ready to fight some rookies and I'm ready to fight Viking style. So Please consider me for your faction. I can be whoever you want me to be. I can be heel. I can be uh, a face, and uh, I can be whatever. And uh, as I said, if not anything else, then I can at least uh, fight Viking style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what I had. <laughs> okay. Right. Not not five minutes in total, but um, do I just continue from here, or do you want to? Transition. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say either way. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, I'll introduce you as well here. Uh, Sonny is the other half of Cat and Sonny. Uh, by the way, if you're not aware, then shame on you. They have a YouTube channel. They, they put some great stuff out there. Um, but yes, uh, now you, Sonny, let us know why. And, and, and no, I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, but <laughs> I just had a thought. Why? But no, I won't. I won't go there. But yes, same same thing. You know, uh, we found out that Cat found out uh, uh, down through you. How did you find out about the Schmodown? What makes you think you've got what it takes? And is there a, is there a specific manager to that you uh, that you would like to draft you? Well, yeah, those are all very, very good questions. And let's start with the Schmodown. You can see that I am actually wearing a Schmodown shirt. It's it's a little bit old since there's the Collider logo. I, I should have just hidden that. Um, <laughs> but that is uh, actually from the very first live event, which I, I went to. I, I, I traveled from Denmark to LA to be a part of the very first live event and got to meet some of the competitors there. But that's not where my Schmodown journey started, so to say. 
it started way back when it when it actually began back in 2014 and and before that i was watching both uh christian and mark and on schmoshno and and their movie reviews because i've always been very 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 much into movies um any kind of movies really but i would definitely say my 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 strength lies in the inner geekdom as well um the the, the geeky stuff and star wars in particular um and and then you know watching christian and mark on youtube reviewing mu- movies that's also how i sometimes got introduced to some some stuff that i didn't know about and it was a way for me to kind of interact in a way with people who i saw as you know like-minded because i didn't grow up with a lot of people who shared my interests i was one of the the few in in my school um in 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 my circles that really enjoyed the star wars movies or at least you know wanted to dive into them and wanted to know everything and buying all the um all the books and uh on, on on you know different species and blasters and ships um whatever whatever you have um uh, from from the universe so yeah that that was you know my my entrance into kind of like a a community and and my first like big eye opener when it came to oh there's there's a whole online community out there who kind of like they like the same things that I do and then getting to to uh to the schmodown and starting watching that and knowing that okay they're they're just as crazy about all of this stuff as I am and they're as good as remembering all of these like fictional universes fictional characters and events um compared to real life stuff because that that was always something that for me was just in of uh, like one year and out the other um but all the fictional stuff that stuck and it it really did um so watching the showdown and and kind of just seeing how it grew and getting to know all the different competitors that is like my biggest takeaway is just the love for this sport so to say because uh, because it is I consider it a sport and it's the only sport that I've ever followed I'm not a big football guy I'm not a big uh uh yeah uh, what about to say basketball and 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 all of that um but that stuff that stuff's not even that big in denmark um we have soccer of course but i was never really that much into that uh it was just movies 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 and in particular it was star wars and um so yeah when it comes to the showdown i i feel like i've always been a part of it in some way and then now getting this chance to actually get to like really be a part of it and and interact with 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 all the competitors with the managers uh it, it's uh, it's definitely a dream come true uh you know if if it happens that uh, one of us get drafted um and i i do want to say that i i'm not going to sit here and be like i'm i'm going to be able to get all the belts and i'm going to be able to get a hell of a lot of points uh for the faction that chooses me because i frankly have too much respect for the game to say that because you never know like the way that the showdown is structured it's not just about trivia it's not just about having read up on all the stuff uh, i'm definitely going to do that as well i'm going to study a lot i think i have a really really good like base knowledge when it comes to both star wars in a geekdom and actually also singles and teams uh, i can jump into any division almost um and then yeah to to the managers uh who would like to draft me or who would i like to be drafted by just like cat said i can play a heel i can play a face uh i am also very good at studying helping others with the studying as well 
I am always going to be very honest, very helpful, and very happy to be here. Uh, I will always bring that vibe. And then just a, a quick, quick last thing. If I had to, you know, challenge or do a, a like a shout out to anyone in the league, it would be Sir and Flaus. Because I've been watching that guy and I've been seeing him everywhere my entire life. Like Denmark, Germany, we're neighbors. And it's just like everywhere you turn on the television, you listen to the radio. Whenever my parents wanted to put on music, it was the Flurtenflaus. So that's the, like that was the main reason why I even started to look across the pond and look at other forms of entertainment, get into these fictional universes to get away from all of this Flurtenflaus madness. And now he's in the Schmodown. He's a part of this as well. He's just wiggled his way into every aspect of my life. So if I had to like challenge anyone out there, it, it, it would be the person who's also kind of been a presence in my life, good for good and bad um, through, through all of it. Um, the flirt and flout. So yes. So flirt it, and well, flout. Exactly. I, it sounds like the, uh, the, the challenge has been laid down here officially on speaking of Schmodown. Definitely going to clip that out and send it to Mr. The flirt and flouts via Twitter later today. Um, okay. Sunny cat. Thank you both so much for your time. Thank you for letting us get to know a little bit about yourselves. Um, I'm looking forward to, to the draft and I, and I wish you both the best of luck. Uh, in the draft, and if you are drafted, the best of luck this season in the Schmodown. Thank, thank you, you so, so, so Thank much. you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And, and a quick last thing, just a big congratulations to all the winners, all the nom- nominees from the Schmodown Awards, and of yeah. course the uh, recipient of the, the Yodi Award, um, yes. Kevin the Smasher Smiths, um, Smash Cancer. That's uh, the last thing, yeah. Definitely. Thank you both very much. Cat and Sonny, everybody. Uh, two more rookies of the three that we've had on here uh, this the, this afternoon. I guess it's this morning. I don't know. It's uh, this afternoon. It's this morning somewhere for someone. Uh, but now, guys, we've got Double D here. We It's time to go to Double D Sexy Numbers, uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite segments on this show. Take it away, buddy. What do we got this week? Okay, well, first, uh, thank you for Thomas and Kat and Sonny. Good luck to you, and hopefully you get drafted. Uh, So for a while now, I've been actually teasing the impossible scores that the Schmodown will never see, and I am finally able to report it. But first, I need to break things down and explain a little high school algebra. Wait, 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 wait. Two things. You don't have to do any work. I have done it for you. Okay, it's literally like high school again. Uh, but the second thing is we have these impossible scores, and it's very painless. So let's get through it. Let's get to the first um, graph. What you're seeing is an XY coordinate, basically where on one axis, you on the horizontal axis, you have the winners scores, and on the vertical axis, you have uh, the loser scores. And you put that into a chart. This is res- the result. Uh, so some key points to notice is uh, the two green dots that are up, up above this uh, black line, which is the, the tie line that I'm calling. These are the fatal five-way scores from very early in the inner geekdom division. And if you notice, the winner scores are less than the loser scores, and that's because it acted like a free-for-all uh, match where the, loser, uh, the lowest score... Uh, scoring competitor got re- eliminated from the round and 
you just uh, and it just evolved into that. Uh, so basically, if you took the sum of those uh, points, you have a low scoring uh, point compared to the loser. And another point that uh, is further down in the middle, labeled uh, 3410, that's another fatal five-way score from uh, the Star Wars division featuring Ken Napsok and Jenny Nicholson. Jenny Nicholson was knocked out, but Ken Napsok went into overtime, at, resulting in a 34-10, and that is, just seems very unlikely in a normal setting. Uh, the other two points that are labeled in the upper right-hand corner, those are the two Iron Man matches featuring uh, Ken Napsok and Sam Witwer with the yellow dot in the Star Wars division. And the blue dot is the team's division with uh, the Patriots and uh, above the line. So basically, I eliminated all of the Fatal Five Ways, the Triple Threats, and all the special matches and just stuck with uh, normal three-round, five-round matches. and and also, you just basically did not include the overtime scores and just defaulted to the tie score, which is the next graph that we'll see. Okay, move to the next graph. Okay, here's the next graph. So, as you can see, there are no outliers. There's nothing that is out of consistency. There are a few that are high above, but as you'll see, this fits in very nicely to the other graph. Uh, the purple line is the knockout, uh, the knockout range. Uh, and as you can see, uh, singles is on the lower end and the teams is on the higher end of the spectrum. So you, so basically my deduction was that if all the teams, the teams division could actually uh, substitute for all the other divisions because they have the most points available. So let's look at all the round one possibilities in a five-round team match. Um, next graph. Uh, so this is, a, a again, once again, this is a round one score from a, a team's match, starting with 0-0, zero, zero, and then going all the way up to the top, highest tie score would be obviously 18 and 18, with the bonus uh, question being asked and both competitors, all four competitors getting it. Uh, the lowest in, uh, that a team could get is zero points, but the, and the highest for that is 18 points. So anywhere in between of those points is possible in round one, but you can't get 19 points. So that was my first clue that you can get impossible scores. So let's move on to round two. Moving on to, okay. So as you can see, the blue uh, section is still labeled as round is, is labeled as round one from the first graph, but keep in mind these scores can continue into round two. So these are all the round two possibilities, even though we've seen it in round one. Uh, the highest score in terms of a tie is 30-30. But if you look down uh this which is called the staircase, this is the simulation of a of steel. Uh, and there's six of them in the team's match. And the highest, where if uh, a team gets all the scores, all the steals with two points, they gain 42 points. Whereas uh, the uh, other team, if their max total is 18 points. Uh, now, that's what the orange uh, section is. The gray section is if it, I had to kind of deduce what to happen here, because if there's 
there's it's such a low score that uh, a team can only score uh, that two points or three points, and they have to get it. Whereas the leading team has to lose three points in order to advance. Uh, so otherwise, it's considered a knockout. The yellow section is quote unquote uh, knockout scores, but they're also impossible because you're never going to get to uh, a match high enough where it's 40 0 because the match will be called. Uh, so let's go on to the third round, which is the betting round. Uh, as you can see, again, these are all scores that are possible in round three, with the highest being 33 to 33 uh, for a tie. And obviously, we go down the staircase, and the highest for each team to uh, get, if there's all the one team gets all the steals, it's 45 to 21. And we go down, we hit like a, we do hit a wall of uh, 45 points, and we just go down all the way. And it's possible to get a score of 45 to 2, but that's considered a knockout at that point. And we start to see a little section that is mathematically impossible. It's too low for it to be called a match. So that's where I started to see, okay, we have proof. So as we go on into the other match uh, rounds, we'll see this little bit grow. And if we go to the next rep, we can see this. We go to the next one. That same corner uh, obviously has been covered by gray dots, but if we go past it, it's become much larger. And this is all the possible scores for the speed round. Uh, the gray dots represent uh, the knockouts, and the brown dots represent uh, those scores that can go forward. Now, if, if you notice, there's a, a distinct line that goes down from 48 to 37, uh, and uh, obviously it goes, there's the point next to it, that's brown. So that would be the TKO line. And we can literally make a line from here all the way to 11-0, and that's our knockout range for the remaining uh, for the remaining uh, uh, round. And it's this area that's uh, past this, uh, the gray dots, those are impossible scores. Because no matter what, you actually need uh, to advance. You need to have, let's say you take the score 48-37. And you go that to the final round. In actual practice, that's never going to happen. But the only way to get these scores that are on to the right side of that, that's the only way to get these scores. So let's move on to the next graph. Now, as you can see, this is the final, uh, all the fi uh, scores in the final round, where uh, obviously the highest is uh, 33, uh, 53 points. But the most points that a team could earn uh, in a, a five-round uh, match is 55 points. So, so let's put this all together with the real-world scores and all the possible scores. So the next graph will show that. And it fits in beautifully that all of these scores are, are possible, but we do have these missing pieces that, uh, that are impossible. So a score of... 54-54, that's impossible, unless you count overtime. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we can go back to me now. We are done with the graphs. Uh, so, yeah, those scores are impossible unless you count overtime.
but I don't. That's factored into uh, the tie score because obviously I only counted five rounds max. And uh, yeah, that, that's so. All these pictures will be available on my Twitter later in the day, and uh, that will conclude my uh, sexy numbers segment. Uh, Jay, what did you think of it? Um, I'm still in that fuzzy area where I see a bunch of dots and numbers, and I don't really understand. Um, I'm also a little color. Well, I'm not a little. I am really colorblind. Um, so like okay. there was one of them, I was like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think those are orange, but is there like a green strip going through there? I couldn't tell, but that's okay, me. Well, any color, any, uh, if you see a dot, that means it's possible. I'll, I'll say that if you see a dot, it's possible. Uh, no, but yeah, it, those are all for each individual round. It's, it's more interesting for me being able to hear what you're saying as I'm looking at it. I'm trying to process everything. I swear to you, by the end of this season, I'm going to get a better grasp on how the numbers work. Um, it just was never my strong suit. Yeah. But, uh, but right now, I, I'm like, I know I, I was going to lose your attention, but that's why I brought you back because it's very yep. simple. But all you have to realize is that the, the horizontal line is the winner score. The vertical line is the loser score. And you just go to that point where where the score would be. So if you have a person who scored three points and a person who scored two points, you go to that area. That's your score. That's all it is. Cool, cool. Well, uh, thank you very much, Double D Sexy Numbers. And uh, now, uh, now we're gonna bring on the Frenchie uh, Schmoes of the North fella here for Frenchie's Corner. Uh, you just take it away, buddy. This is your this is your deal here. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on. And to be honest, I'm a stats guy. That graphic is super interesting, but my kid brain went back to the time set. I don't know if you had that. Like there's a board with little things you would put like little uh, um, lights and would do like a, um, an image. Uh, Light bright. Exactly. That's the first thing that came in my head when I saw those images. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very interesting explanation, a bit over my head, but I'm definitely going to have to analyze it at the, really understand it better but i can't wait all right but you know what let's go in to the first subject of the french he talks about uh and this one we're gonna argue my friend like usual but i'm gonna be be really passionate about this one it is is robert parker a first round pick material hell yes hell to the yes he is and uh, you can you know you want my mr j wade yeah, okay. Yeah, my third, my third. Um, this guy is hungry. There's a lot of overhype. So people got tired of him in a sense, right? And then you got supporters of me that almost put my, all my chips into the fantasy league on him, right? But his past that never had a loss and his performance in, in the tournament may, yes, he lost, but he was amazing. He had a slip up. He had a bad match. Losing for that kind of guy who was unbeatable, I personally think is going to drive him to really, really be more hungry next year and do a redemption story. So I think he's going to be even more dangerous than before. I don't think he's he's wounded. I think he's coming back in a suit of armor, man. So that's why he is first-round material. He had a slip-up. So what? It happens. He's going to be a dominant force next year in IG. I'm hungry, dude. I've been hungry all morning. I've been hungry all afternoon, and I'm going to be the most hungry after this show is over 
but that doesn't mean that I've got food in my refrigerator and I'm going to eat. Being hungry doesn't mean anything, dude. Being hungry is great. It's a great motivator. It's a great drive. Say that to Kalinowski. Say that to Smets. Say that to the Snyder. Man, we can't. I'm so, okay. I'm I'm sorry. I, and, and I am a fan of Robert Parker's, but but we cannot compare him to Kalinowski. We certainly can't compare him to Smets. The only comparison to Smets is if they both were in the in the fan leagues and that and that they both came up now into the into the schmodown, the big times. Dude, Robert Parker, he's he's good. He's he's good, dude. His personality is far far better than his skill as a as a player okay. like yes he's knowledgeable and, and he's but but dude he's not a first rounder i would say fourth round at best okay so again uh i don't, don't i don't really have time to to search the, the information but let's look if we can eventually or dan if you, if you have it uh my boy daniel e avengers from schmozen north i'm sure he has the percentages his accuracy rate is scary. He's a scary individual. He had a slip up, but you fix a couple of things. His personality is not bigger than his talent. That guy will destroy next season. And Shanju he was supposed is, to destroy this season. Yeah, and stuff happens. But yet, yeah, you, stuff happens, and it but, happens. And it's in his first season. I mean, his first season. So that 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 argument applies to Ace. Does Ace have a bad season or is not top one material? Dude, Hell yeah, right? I'm sure Parker has a future. I'm sure Parker has a bright future in the Schmodown. But the question here, my friend, is 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 he first round material? And I, when I look at the at the 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 amazingly large list of of people in the draft, uh, 140 plus people, I'm sorry, but I I just I don't see Robert Parker as a first round draft pick. Not this season at least may in the future yes but i mean he just he's got some he's got some proving to do he the, the, he didn't live up to the hype which is sad uh not on his part but it's sad that he we all as the fans hyped him so much um uh maybe it was a little bit too much maybe some pressure got to who knows i'm not gonna speculate 90 percent accuracy in his first freaking season Enough said. We're, we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the next subject here, but the, I'll let the numbers speak, and I think Double G is gonna be is gonna be agreeing with me. The numbers speak. All right. So, second one: Did the Shmominati pay off? Uh, I'll start with this one as well because I understand a lot of people didn't like it, and so did I, to be honest. But again, this happens often. First impressions is not usually the reality of the things. What I realize is. Was Schmodown fans are a bunch of, you know, in a sense, ungrateful. I want the answer now. I want the answer now. And yet he is probably, um, as, uh, or he as Harloff is probably doing a storyline expands more than one season, right? And that is the best storylines because they're so established. This was part one. This was the rise of the Schmominati. Next season's called War. And because it's called war, you yeah, you have your army, but you also have your you know navy seals you never see coming and slit your throat, right? I have a feeling the Shmomanati is gonna play in a big way with the name war, and it's only we're gonna forget the ending of of uh, of what we had before. Because was it a letdown? Yeah, but I think it was on purpose, and I think we're impatient to be honest. 
Well, but yeah, but we talked about the Shmominati before you asked, you, you, you know, uh, posed the question whether or not it was real. And, and I told you then it's not, dude, it is not real. Um, uh, I mean, Marilyn Monroe, for those of you who don't know, go back and you'll catch that reference and understand what I mean when I say Marilyn Monroe was uh was 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 pimped out by Frank Sinatra and and that's what caused the JFK assassination it's all conspiracy theory dude it's all ridiculous pie in the sky flat earth space ain't real it's nonsense dude but if if you if you want me to play on your game play on your level again i'm going to go to your question did the shmominati pay off no it didn't pay off um what now did it did it have at least a decent setup into something that could potentially pay off big time? Yes, I will say that. I absolutely believe that and I'm rooting for that and I want that. But it has not paid off yet. And uh I just I just no, sorry man. It it it, it didn't pay off, man. And and it may have it may have even uh it may have even uh perhaps Someone's character work got too much into the storyline of this conspiracy and uh, and 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 cost him a match. But but real quick, I do want to throw something in here, really quick. Uh, after because it is relevant to this question, the Shmominati. Uh, and again, I'm coming to your level and assuming it's real. Uh, after watching the awards last night, I am kind of under the belief that if there is a Shmominati, uh, that that maybe Chandru has a great deal to do with that. Okay, yeah, but that, that's for another Frenchie score, my friend, because he actually brought up a, a, something I thought of as well. I was but, hoping I could divert you yeah, off of the uh, main topic and win this one. Nah, but you know what? It's it, we are we have our own perspective, but this just shows I have a broader view of the whole. And you just see the the what you see in front of your face, my Jay Wade, and I see the whole picture, and the whole picture is beautiful, my friend. So that's why I say it paid yeah. off. Anyways, enough of the Frenchies corner. Thank you so much for for letting me blab about my opinions, my man. But my time is up. So till next time. Till the hard questions, actually. Yep. And uh, right now, actually, for a few minutes, we're going to bring Dan, and uh, we've got Tim Sim is joining us. And uh, here, uh, here for about five minutes or so, Frenchie, why don't you take me off screen and let's get Double D and uh, and Tim Sim's thoughts on the Frenchie corner. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey how's, how's it going, my fellow? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no problem. Um, <laughs> well, I think regarding the first question about uh, if Robert Parker is first round material, I mean. If you look at the numbers, I mean, he's definitely uh, up. He's definitely up there and definitely did well for his uh, first matches. And it's just unfortunate that he lost to uh, Chance Ellison. And I think that's just, uh, you know, everyone, including the best, just have a very bad match. And to be honest, uh, I think he he will still be drafted early. I mean, uh, if it's not first round, then at the very least, it would have to be uh, second round f- uh, for me, to be honest. Because uh, he's still a great intergeek competitor. I've seen some of his fan league matches. He he definitely brought it to the Schmodown this this upcoming season. And and of course, personally, I was uh, disappointed that he uh, was snubbed of a nomination for both Intergeekdom Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year. So, and my uh, fellow fellow fan, yeah, I mean, he's definitely first round material and and definitely or at least second round material because uh, I think there is uh, much more we're going to have to expect to see from uh, Robert Parker. Now, for whether the Schmodown is real. About the Shomari uh, reveal, um, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, it's kind of odd, but I mean, it is what it is, and it's just the introduction. I mean, 
this is just the introductory summary that Christian had in mind for this upcoming season, and I'm really excited to uh, see where this uh, go- uh, goes because, I mean, like I said, this is just the beginning of you know what we're seeing, and uh, and there's still more, much more to come this uh, year. So, Daniel, what, what what about your thoughts? Well, uh, is, is Robert Parker a first round pick? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say maybe, and uh, I, I kind of just I will say that his numbers are accurate. I mean, that's I'm not debating that, but numbers can be misleading. I mean, if you try and compare an all-time great like Dan Merle, I mean, who's been in this league for such a long time, his numbers are gonna be kind of evening out. Whereas a rookie who's had a really great season, they're gonna be higher. So you have to keep that in mind with numbers. Right? Sometimes it can be misleading. And that's one of the reasons why I think Frank Janish could actually have like maybe a chart of like of how they progress uh, throughout the years. That's just my opinion, but I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, uh, attacking Frank or anything. I'm just saying that's my opinion. But he's definitely out there. And if he does get drafted, I mean, he can probably go to the usual suspects who didn't get any point. Or maybe even uh, the Den, who scored only three for this season. So there's definitely some room where it's a possibility. Definitely an early pick if if he hasn't been signed on already. Uh, And as for the reveal of the Shomanati, to me it didn't pay off. But I recognize that, yes, we are living in a pandemic. Things had to be adjusted. And maybe there was a storyline that maybe could have been uh, happening throughout the season, but I, obviously this is just a step. So obviously we've seen it with um, uh, Paul E.G. Uh, coming in at the Throwdown Awards and saying, you've won murder before? And uh, we heard nothing, and that led into the corruption storyline. So it's just a step. So obviously it has to be, I do agree with Jay Wade that this does have a potential to pay off really big. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and to be honest about Robert Park, I mean, to be honest, what I've seen is, you know, playstyle-wise, I mean, the playstyle that he brought into the showdown is nearly similar to what he brought in the fan leagues, and that is definitely still a high-level, uh, you know, a, still a high-level caliber uh, player. And, and I think, you know, this is just, you know, the startup. We're going to see more from him, and I'm hoping that, you know, he yeah. definitely, you know, faces more of those uh, high-level contenders, such as the Kalinowskis, the Smets, and, uh, and the Kanopics, and especially Chandru. Absolutely. All right, so I guess we're transitioning to interviewing with you uh, once we bring the three dick crack J-Wade. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Frenchie, you can come on here, too, if you'd like. Man, that's up to you. Um, You're on mute, Frenchie. Unmute, Frenchie. That would help. I, I was going to say, go. my, my fingers are slow, but apparently my brain is slow, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, as you guys can see and hear, if you are listening on the podcast platforms, which uh, which if you are, uh, or even if you're not, please go over there and sub and like and rate all that stuff. Help us out over there. Please sub to this channel as well, the Jcast Network here on YouTube. Uh, but, uh, but you are already aware that Tim Sim has joined us here already, but we're going to talk to Tim a little bit about, uh, about what he does, uh, what he has to do with the Schmodown. And uh, our very own Dan, uh, he knows Tim. So I'm going to hand it over to Dan and let Dan get us rolling in this. Yeah, first, for the people who are just joining uh, the Schmodown within the recent years, uh, me and Tim actually worked on Trivia SD, which was uh, the Schmodown website where 
we wrote articles. Uh, I Tim did his previews. I was kind of uh, figuring out what I wanted to do and did like a, I, I interviewed Christian. I did uh, fan theories. I did uh, a whole lot of great stuff. And uh, Frank Chance was there. TJ uh, Campbell, Janine Machine, a lot of great people were there. Uh, so obviously, so now you're caught up. Uh, the fans are caught up uh, with us. Uh, my first question is, is uh, what were some of the best moments uh, for you on Trivia Steve? Because I had some great moments, but what were your great moments? Well, I mean, uh, first off, I want to say it's really great to see see my uh, fellow coworker back again after you know working to, after working on us on the same uh, website for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think the best moment for me is definitely uh, the the uh, conversations I had with our then ed- editor in chief of the trivia dot com, uh, the Beast himself, Bibiani. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's def- we definitely had those uh, conversations where you know in moments where I had those you know writers blocks and you know really had the tough times of trying to figure out how to you know cover a specific you know match or a storyline and Bibbs would always you know be there you know with the messaging the emails over you know what he learned from his experience as a you know as a as a you know writer as a writer and a you know an in depth coverage reporter of of all movies and. And he's just uh, been really helpful with me to uh, figure out how to get out of those ruts and help me to find some different, you know, creative ways to uh, cover the different uh, storylines in the matches that we had. You know, I think it was like uh, several years back and several years ago. And and I still have those emails with me right now and help me with, you know, keeping those advice that Bibbs gave me about, you know, just to uh, be be a professional writer and, you know, and, you know, for not just here and when coverage for all our matches but you know later on in life yeah same here i kept those i archived those emails too. i value those all right and um on my end uh, i'm curious because you have a long expanding career now this is not you're not just like a month in you, you have learned things you have a journey when it comes uh to writing articles and running like sports coverage about schmodown right so what's the couple things you've learned about throughout your journey that you had the experience to learn well i mean uh first thing is that uh well of course most of the journey has been done by myself and it was just you know uh the covering covering this road on it started off as a you know passion as just you know a side of a passion piece of something i enjoy enjoy doing and you know i'm not in it for just like the fame or for the numbers or for the view counts i just i just i just do it for the fun fun and for the thrill of you know and the enjoyment of uh you know covering interesting stories to come and uh Especially starting from then, when I uh, first did uh, a little snippet on the Facebook fan page about you know, uh, in 2016 with the rematch between uh, Christian Harloff and uh, Josh Makuga, which is back then one of the most anticipated rematches since their infamous Blue Fairy incident, you know, in back in the 2014 the tournament, mm-hmm. all the way up to uh, you know uh, covering now on the Live.com with uh, Frank Janis over you know. The, uh, some of the biggest matches we've seen, especially during the pandemic, which is really ama- amazing to think about. You know, after making the transition to virtual virtual matches, um, yeah, I think what I can take away is uh, it's just you know it's really fun to see you know just to see you know with how we, uh, how they got there and then what we expect of them to do and 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 sometimes you know they they do something differently that uh, that surprises me a lot and. And I really uh, love to see, you know, where, 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 where their paths and their decisions, you know, and their uh, victories and losses would, 
lead them, you know, throughout, you know, their journey as a Schmodown competitor, and and that's what I love to see, and you know, and uh, well, cover it down, especially as a big history buff. Yeah. All right. So uh, as I said before, you know, I really wasn't uh, with TrivSD. I really wasn't uh, uh, clear on what I wanted to do. I wanted to try a bunch of different things, and it wasn't until recently. And you know, I, one thing that did came out of the pandemic is me building my own um, uh, spreadsheet with all the points and everything. And I found my, uh, I just came up with this idea of doing a forecast for all the matches that were coming the next week. So my question is for you is like, what was that original spark that had you say, I think I can do the previews. Let me do the previews. What was that like original spark that you had? Well, I think it's just, you know, one of the original sparks is, uh, well, there was like, oh, there's more than one original spark. I mean, of course, one of them was, you know, just to cover, you know, cover, uh, to, you know, cover and give the people, especially those that just come here recently, about you know what has taken place and why this match is important, you know, for the, for this league. And and another spark is basically just you know seeing, you know, as a big sports fan myself, especially all those commentators and uh, personalities, such as uh, the greats of uh, Bob Costas and. Uh, from NBC to uh, Jim Lampley from uh, HBO Boxing before it went uh, dark, and uh, and even other uh, sports personality sports personalities and uh, commentators really inspired me to you know uh, f- you know to uh, cover it in a you know in a basically first there you know various ways before developing my own way of uh, covering each match and and I think also another uh, original spark is is you know basically the camaraderie to see you know. Uh, this, to for these like compared to see you know uh, to see the story of that I've written of you know of how they got there and then and how they got to here and and what and and what can we expect of them and it's kind of kind of really interesting especially you know when uh, of course uh, during those Patreon Q and A sessions uh, one such comparison Dan Murrow said that he's you know really enjoys you know reading my uh, reading my uh, writings on 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 the, the schmodownlive dot com and that's really really inspiring to uh, you know be uh, touched on and um i'm curious because we got a lot of content this year right um actually i have a two-parter i have a lot of content this year so if uh a lot of things changing studios to the online to surprise people uh, if you would write one article to celebrate all the moments of this season which moment would you choose well, actually, believe it or not, I'm actually, uh, you know, working on one such article right now, and which I'm putting on my own, web- on my own website eventually soon. It's just I haven't come over because of uh, other, you know, uh, professional, uh, uh, you know, for you know, other professional things I have in, you know, in my life uh, right now. But, but I think for this upcoming article that I'm doing, I think it's just you know some of the special moments to that, you know, in retrospective of the season. Uh, I think, uh, of course, one of them was just how we uh, ha- was how the uh, competitiveness and the intensity of sh- competition in the Schmodown actually uh, never uh, changed. You know, when we uh, made the transition from studio matches and live tapings to you know the vir- to the virtual realm, and and, I, and I'm really uh, really uh, uh, happy that you know that we still got the enjoyment and the same thrill and excitement that we usually see when Schmodown matches were done back. Then before the, of course before you know world events of uh, 2020 uh, came, uh, hit us in the face. 
and uh, and 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 I think also uh, it also uh, uh, what it really contributes is how, especially you know the importance of uh, adapting to you know different things that happen around mm-hmm. the world and, yeah. and 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 how crucial it is, especially you know, and I'm thinking, especially for the uh, chairman uh, Christian Harloff of what he had to do to uh, keep the world on going, and even I think before before the, about the pandemic, but everything else about you know how to keep it keep this league going especially through you know first through uh you know a patreon and then through uh you know uh streamlabs uh streamlabs especially when he started to build his own network through sdn with various different you know shows it really uh uh uh, really confounds me of you know that 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 the lesson of you know always be adaptive to whatever it is you know it really is a important lesson to take you know especially when when the Schmodown had to, uh, you know, make those uh, adjustments uh, this uh, last year, and and I think some of the moments that we saw, you know, the the big ones is, is you know, seeing those different faces from not not just you know in in California, but it, mostly outside of their you know filming location in California through to other uh, places, you know, across the country, and of course, and quite possibly for. Uh, this season around the world and I, and mm. I think that it really helps brings much more it will help bring much more exposure you know exposure of the sport on to everyone else and I mean had we not had uh, found someone like Adam Collins who has been you know uh, like on the other side of the country we would never have probably had this excitement and these memorable moments that we've seen you know from uh, last season and and I think there's like there's so many amazing uh, moments, you know, especially from the new from the new faces that uh, came to play, and of course, you know, all started with Ace Cabrera, you know, uh, shocking us all, winning the Star Wars tournament with by defeating two big household names in the division in uh, Laura Kelly and Andrew DeMalanta, and from there on it just snowballed into much more, you know, various excitement and and I think it and all of that just credits to you know what I said before. The ability to uh, adapt to changing to to uh, changing times, and and I think that's what we all need to uh, you know take away uh, take away from last season and into you know whatever we want to do you know in our uh, personal and professional uh, lives. I was gonna ask the second part, but to be honest, uh, I'm just gonna switch it to, to Jay Wade. I think he has a question for you. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, and and it kind of piggybacking off of what Frenchie just asked you, except. Uh, on, on a more of a all-time kind of moments thing. Like for me, if you were to ask me, you know, what's one of the what's one of the moments that stands out in your mind? The first one I'm going to give you is Bespin uh, with with Manson Roca. That just that's one of the matches that solidified my love for the Schmodown. Um, but but of of not just this season, but overall Schmodown. Do you have a moment or two like that that just completely <laughs> stick out in your mind? Well, I think the first big moment that sticks out in my mind was definitely back in the 2014 uh, Ultimate on tournament during you know its first year, and and I think the I think the most memorable quote I can you know take out of from you know that year is that was of course from the Makuga upset over Harloff, and then when uh, <laughs> when when when, when Makuga defeated the Harloff, all that Harloff can yell at was this infamous quote: "The Blue Fairy sucks my." <laughs> that word, <laughs> yeah, th- that, that that's probably the one quote that you know really got gets got me snatched onto the showdown and and you know excited to you know uh, for me to see more to come and and of course there, later later are other big moments of course from uh, 
from you know uh, seeing uh, Dan Merle winning the singles championship for the first time to seeing uh, the outlaw John Roca you know make his standout uh, year in 2016 and there's so many you know amazing moments and and of course it confounded into you know uh, seeing uh, uh, seeing seeing uh, team action really taking uh, taking the spectacle to a whole new level and then and of course seeing you know uh, much more uh, women in the showdown since with you know the two uh, trailblazers and Clark Wolf and uh, Rachel Cushing and yeah I mean there's those are the various moments I can think about that really you know comes to my mind when it comes to showdown overall yeah yeah and you you brought up two of my favorite uh, favorite competitors of all time and one of my favorite teams uh, and Shire Wolves comprised of Clark Wolf and uh, Rachel Cushing love those ladies so much and I miss that team so much as well and also another thing that's a shame from the COVID and everything um, uh, we didn't we didn't get to see much of Clark Wolf as, mm. uh, as commissioner of the league and I, I don't know what's going on with that as far as next season but I, maybe hopefully she can continue next season and, uh, and uh, get some more action from her but um, right now uh, we want to thank you, Tim, and you're going to stick around a little bit longer, right, Tim, and give your thoughts throughout a couple more segments here. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, all right, uh, cool. Well, we are we're going to drop Tim and Double D right now for a segment that Frenchie and I have been doing here, uh, calling it hard questions. Um, now, this is not a debate type of mm-hmm. thing. This is just you know questions that maybe aren't the most comfortable to talk about or if you don't talk about them in a proper civil way it can get heated and spiral out of control um but you know the the schmodown is great but it's not perfect and even things that seem perfect and are great you can still find questions to at least have discussions uh, about and that's what this segment is and this week this is one i brought up um uh and, uh, and and again, I want to I want to uh, before I bring up the question, I want to say this is not taking away from any you know this is not trying to down anyone for any reasons whatsoever. We're just asking hard questions yep. uh, about the schmodown. And this one for me is: uh, Does having celebrities in the schmodown take away from the competition? And um, now the way I the the way I word that is very important because. Obviously, we we've seen that Smith and Jericho they can hang on a certain tier uh, mm-hmm. in the schmodown. Um, so there's no worries there. But you know you have to you have to at least wonder. Um, you know what if we get in situations where we start having celebrities in the schmodown um, and and they can't they can't pull their weight. You know that kind of thing. Now so far we've not had that issue. I highly doubt Christian would just be like, you suck at trivia, but you're a big name, so come in. Well, it kind of did happen, and and that's why I'm not worried anymore. It's kind of the flip of your worry, right? Because um, I would have said, yeah, please don't have celebrities because of what we saw in the past, except for maybe Brittany Young. Um, It kind of felt like it was almost part of a, like – you know, you know when the celebrities have a tour, like they send out guest lists to see who they can go on what show, and right. they they happen to have them say, "Oh, we'll put you in a trivia thing," and they're like, "Okay," and it didn't really always pay off. And I, the the one that made me really cringe, I'm like, uh, "This is not maybe don't do this." Is uh, the star of what uh, Evil Dead? What's his name? Um, oh, um, my my uh, Campbell or uh, uh, Wow. Okay, I that know guy. Man. Bruce Campbell. Ah. 
Ash. Bruce Campbell. Ash, okay. Um, Ash, that's fine by me. <laughs> uh, him drunk on the table and just splurting right. at like one point. I think it was just saying answers. And it's it was like, what? It was a awesome train wreck, but it was a train wreck, right? Yeah. And I'm happy it evolved, right? Um, Harloff understood yes. this is a great asset. You can bring in people, but you got to be careful. You, you, there's there's some there there's some angles to look at and just hey, let's see what's happening because we saw what's happening. It wasn't always the best content, personally. Uh, but with the evolution of what we saw this season, hell yeah! Because it's not just hey, you're on promotion tour. Come, come on in. It's really finding the people who understand competition and really want to sink their teeth and just showing what they got and not just being there to being there, right? Because they're paid for it. Um, so that evolution really works. And I cannot wait to see what else evolves from it because it went from bad to yes, please, in a very short time. And it's going to just get better personally. Yeah. Now, there's another little there's another angle i want to hit this from um is okay now obviously the 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 uh the value of having celebrities in the schmodown is unmeasurable um i mean it brings so much attention and it brings eyes that can help build and drive the schmodown um and and like we've already discussed uh, a concern would be that they can't hold their weight but we've not had that problem so far they can hold their weight um, but another little angle, perhaps, is uh, you could look at it that uh, these folks, you know, they're celebrities. Uh, they they have their names out there, all that. So say Kevin Smith is drafted, and he's good. At, he's he's good at it. Um, he can hang. But there's someone else who's not a name, who's not a celebrity, who maybe is at least as good as Kevin Smith or or Jericho, if not better, but they aren't getting that chance because a name was drafted. That's kind of a, you know, you got, I, I think we need to just be wary of that, too, as we move forward. I agree with you, but it, it, I would be worried if there would be a complete imbalance, right? Right now right. we're having one or two stars, and ACG said it right. right right it's not even draft this is probably signing material so he's he's really good he he shows himself so he shouldn't be penalized just because his name is known uh right, right. but i completely agree if it would be just about the stars now and the only people coming in is the stars yeah okay give the new guy a shot but today what we did uh is a testament of what Holoff is doing we had rookies on the show he's giving chances he he has so many submissions right and we already saw amazing uh displays of character uh father loomis brother loomis uh i forgot his his true name but uh he right off the bat for me i was like brought back to like the church days like like yeah you know Uh, (laughs) and and it gives shots to those people as well as the bigger stars because why not so if it's well balanced and it's not just for the show just the sake for the show but they can hang or at least they understand what drive is needed to do this and not have a situation like with a a sam right uh whitwar uh for the star wars that kind of got thrown in yay let's do this but then realize i'm gonna have to do this again and what do you mean i have to defend my belt and yeah (laughs) i I saw uh, like there's a stream right uh when i was on mount schmodown follow those guys are awesome Uh, we're covering cam nasog and there's a stream of him playing a video video game and at one point someone asked another schmodown question it was like 
kind of like, don't bother with me anymore. Like, I'm not coming back because I, if I win, they're like, oh, you're going to have to defend your belt. And right. it doesn't interest them, right? So that's the, 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 the thing that could happen with Star Citizen. Yes, I'll do like a little favor. Uh, let's have fun. But then they realize you have to continue on. So you have to find those people who are ready to do a commitment. And that's actually harder to find with stars, right? So I don't think it's going to explode one way. They're hard to find. It probably took years for that to happen. So it it just, it's a celebration when it does. And and speaking of that, I would be really, uh, I'd be really uh, interested in knowing um, how Christian vets celebrities to, to allow them in the draft. Like, I mean, for all we know, he could have had 50 celebrities contact him that want to be in the draft. And he vetted them and was like, I'm sorry, but you know, you're not up to, to our standard that we've got going in this league. I would like to know how he vets them because mm-hmm. I would, I would imagine that you can't just be like, uh, Jer- Chris Jericho. Yeah. He's a name. Let's have him. You would want to make sure and in his case, we were able, we knew that he knew movie knowledge ahead of time. But you you get what I'm saying. You want to make sure that they, they at least can hang to a degree on a certain tier and that they're not just going to get blown out of the water and all it is is just a just a name. You know, that's what we don't want. And, and also, the, it, there's a progression to it. Like, Smith can hang. I think I personally would qualify him as a mid uh, B lister, so between A and B, right? You you yeah. got that fine line. He's not there yet, but he can actually be a really interesting threat. Then you got like the Jericho, which is D to C lister. He, he has a personality, he has some movie knowledge, but he knows what he knows, right? Um, but then you don't just throw him out. You don't do a Jericho versus Merle, you know? Because yeah, no, well, no. <laughs> you, you that you have the flirting flouses. You have the you know. Uh, late at a part, uh, not later party, but the real rejects and stuff like that. Like having a, a um, uh, I forgot the the one with the the po- uh, the longer hair from Real Rejects versus Jericho, like mm. would be awesome to see. Right, you know? right. So you have an evolution and test them out. If the <laughs> Greg Alba, <laughs> uh, it, 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 if they fail at it, and you know they still gave a good show, cool because it wasn't a high tier match. But there's progressions to it. And I think, you know, Harloff probably vets, especially if you saw YouTube stars into the, the draft. But if, like, let's say, I don't know, Kevin Feige's like, hey, can I do an exhibition match on, on uh, you know, on Marvel stuff? I don't well, think exhibition's you're... different than regular. Okay, okay but let, let... I mean, we're ta- I'm talking about regular season point matches okay. that, you know. Okay, but let, let, let's say I don't, I'm trying to uh, trying to think of another star. I can't find one. Uh, ju- okay, just for the heck of it, never gonna happen. But let's say Tom Cruise is like, hey, I want to be, uh, I, I want to be in Schmodown. I don't think Harloff is gonna be okay. Just answer me these five questions. I think Harloff is gonna be like, yeah, bring see, on the that's top what I, That's that's kind of the basis of this question is oh. we haven't run into that so far. But you and we don't know, which is fine. I've said it before. We as fans aren't privy to everything that goes on behind the scenes, uh, nor uh, are we, uh, you know, is it our business? It's not really our business to know exactly everything that's going on. But, um, uh, you know, it you, you would I don't know. You would just hope that it would not get to that. I don't care if it's Tom Cruise or not. If he can't answer questions, then you shouldn't be playing in this. I look at it like that. Like Michael Jordan goes and tries to play baseball. The only reason he got as far as he did is because of his name, Michael Jordan. And who he was, it had nothing to do with his baseball skills. And that's kind of the, 
the approach of, of this question in my mind, you know, that kind of stuff, which again, we have not come across that problem yet. So, and, and, and again, it, it, that's why you started them off with lower competition, right? So if they don't, right. they don't know that much, uh, they don't do so well, but you have a lister and they don't do so well either. It's still equivalent, right? And it's like made a not worse person win, which we have matches like that in normal schmodown in just competitors, right? So right. It, it, things like that happen. It can happen with a star, a star or no star, uh, just as long you know you match perfectly. The, the, right. the, the, the if it's entertaining, it works. Now, right. now, as far as this, like the celebrities, uh, really quick, this will be our last note here. Um, as far as the celebrities and like you know, they may not be on the higher tiers, but they can hang on certain tiers within the showdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about if Christian gets a uh, um, a minor league going? Um, celebrities, do you think celebrities would maybe feel like they're too good to be in the minor leagues and work their way up? I wonder how that would go with celebrities in the minors. It's like saying, like, can all big men not bend down? It's generalizing, right? Uh, (laughs) It is. I've seen a a 300-pound guy do karate and kick ass, right? So it's just saying, do all celebrities have uh, egos bigger than their bodies? Some, yes. Some can, you know... It's, I'm sure you, you say to Betty White, hey, Betty, you want to be in the families? We're like, yeah, sure. She can make fun of herself, so she doesn't give a shit. She's just she's on screen and drink, drinking her alcohol and just having some fun. So it depends who you have, right? It yeah. depends if it fits yep. with what they see or if, like, I'm not getting paid and I'm in something called a minor. I'm not, I'm not minor in anything, right? So it really right. depends. Yeah. Yep, yep. But uh, that was uh, this week's hard question. And uh, as we do with Frenchie's Corner, we are going to uh, drop myself and Frenchie, bring Double D and Tim Sim in to give their thoughts on uh, what we discussed. Okay, so as I was uh, contemplating what they were uh, what they were saying, uh, early on, what, uh, they would bring in, cel- the way I always thought is that whenever they would do a celebrity type match, it was because they were at Collider and Collider was obviously in the movie business, and they were trying to promote their movies. So famously, uh, the, the cast from it, they came onto the Fatal Five way, and it was all to promote uh, their movie. Uh, I remember, I think uh, even uh, I always took uh, the Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer original first match, the unofficial first Star Wars match. Uh, that was just a way to promote Rebels, the Star Wars Rebels, and. As it obviously the Collider, they had movies, yada yada yada. Now they're away from Collider. They're doing their own thing, and I always felt that with celebrities, it's like a spectacular match. So it's a collision match, uh, even if we're not having collision matches here. Uh, it's always like a main event. I uh, I don't see uh, celebrities going for a belt. It's just a way to uh, bring in more audience. And uh, no, I could be wrong, but it was always just a way to bring in uh, more viewers to the channel. And uh, obviously, I don't think uh, the celebrities are going to be in uh, minor league, but it's just a way to get uh, a big boost to get more high focus on the show. What do you think, Tim? Well, I think you definitely have a point. Um, I think for me, uh, when it comes to celebrities, uh, I just... Uh, uh, think you know, uh, especially when it comes to exhibition matches, if they want to participate in 
what they know. I mean, it will definitely be a big boost to the to the entire league's uh, you know exposure. You know, by for when it comes to celebrities, then <clears throat> hold on. <clears throat> ah, sorry. Um, so uh, when it comes to uh, uh, celebrities competing in like actual matches for points, uh, well, I mean, of course, uh, of course, I kind of have the faith in you know in Harlow's decision and you know vetting which ones would definitely uh, fit the bill and be able to compete very well. And then that's what we've seen, especially when we when they when we allowed uh, uh, Brittany Young, Chris Jericho, and uh, Kevin Smith to be. To be to be with the uh, the various factions of the Schmodown uh, last season and and I think so far it definitely worked out very well. Um, so I think uh, when it comes when he, when you want to bring celebrities to matches, uh, you just have to make sure that they definitely have a really strong movie no- uh, movie knowledge. They can definitely hold their own weight and and whether how how uh, how Harloff uh, you know test them you know with like five uh, five question uh, quick set or not. Um, I mean, uh, whatever is working with Harlem, I hope we and bring celebrities definitely uh, work in, and especially I think with you know the big YouTube personality, especially like Eric from uh, Blind Wave. Uh, I think that's the, those are the kinds of celebrities we can uh, that 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 can we we can you know benefit the most for growing the for growing both the brand of the Schmodown and the league of the Schmodown, and by by bringing those you know YouTubers who are who definitely uh, you know know their certain mo- movies world like Star Wars or movies in general i think that's a big boon and, and of course one of the og uh, movie reviewers on youtube that i, that I follow uh, uh tom chattelbash who uh had who uh, made his uh, you know drafty uh, appearance on a certain point of view uh, several nights ago i i'm definitely excited to see you know how well he does in movie trivia and we've seen of course in back in 2016 chris stuckman's uh, performance against jeff snyder and definitely held up held up his own held on his own held up on his uh, own weight and and I think if, if Chris Stubbins can do very well in movie trivia, then I, there's nothing like surprising me to see Tom Chattelbash uh, doing really doing you know uh, uh, really well, and we'll see you know how far he can go, and 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 it depends on uh, which uh, faction he en- ends up on in the draft. Uh, you know, I mean, certain managers here and there. I mean, there's uh, certain managers that can really help him, and certain managers that could be detrimental to Chattelbash. And so I think, especially for celebrities, I think YouTube. Tuber celebrities, you know the big names that definitely bring in people. I mean, those are the ones that I think you know we should try to you know aim for. And as long as the, and and if they can you know hold up the worth in movie notch by Harloff, then I'm really excited to see you know where it goes. And yeah, and so far yeah, and there's no bad step has taken place. And uh, if there is, then you know I think we will definitely be ready to respond to it. Here, here, because uh, one of the people that I'm actually looking forward to is Tamerlan Chambers. I've actually met her. She was a YouTuber with, uh, she was an actress on YouTube channel, Nostalgia Critics, or Channel Awesome. And I've been a big fan of her, so hopefully she can do well. I'm curious to see how far she can actually hold her own. Yeah. Excellent, guys. Um, yeah, uh, that was uh, that was this week's hard question. And thank you, Tim and Dan, for your uh, your thoughts on that. Um, before uh, before we wrap up here, guys, uh, I'm going to go down through the list of winners uh, from the Schmodown Awards last night. Um, I'm just going to go go down through in no order and just list off the winners first. And once I'm done, then uh, you guys, uh, I'll kick it to you guys if you've got any thoughts or opinions on the awards ceremony itself. Maybe some jokes that did or did not land uh, uh, from Mark Ellis um, and uh, any other thoughts. But uh, We've got, uh, we'll start with the Yodi Award, um, went to Kevin Smets. Um, 
uh, smash cancer all the way. He's such a great guy, and and his acceptance uh, was just – it was very, very moving. Um, so we had uh, Kevin Smets took home the Yodi Award. Player of the Year was Jeff Snyder. That one kind of surprised me a little bit, to be honest. Really? Uh, 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 single not, uh, Player uh, of uh, the Year, we had Adam uh, Collins. Upset of the Year, Perry for beating Kalinowski, which I had uh, that one down. Team of the Year was the Odd Couple. Rookie of the Year, Adam Collins, well-deserved. Comeback Player of the Year, Ace Cabrera. Faction of the Year, Corruption, Feud of the Year, Roxy versus Shannon. I had mine on Chandru versus Smets, but that's okay. Manager of the Year, we had Shannon Barney, again, well-deserved. Entrance of the Year, no surprise there, Zaflirt and Flaus. Uh, and from what we heard earlier, Sonny is coming for you, Zaflirtin. So uh, get ready. Heel of the Year, very well-deserved, Chandru. Babyface of the year, the kid moment of the year went to Dan Merle. I won against Bateman. Uh, heel team of the year was Corruption. Babyface team of the year, Shazam. New team of the year was Final Exam. Uh, I personally would have leaned toward uh, the Pride on that one, but that's really? okay. Yes, really? uh, match of the year, especially given my uh, my past, uh, 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 you know, interact or you know, I, uh, Ben Bait or uh, Ben Goddard, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna, not that show. I love you, Ben. Got to pick on you though. Um, but I had, yeah, I had, I had the pride for team of the year, um, and uh, for new team of the year. Match of the year went to Dan Merle versus Collins, which I don't think was a surprise <laughs> whatsoever. Nope. Smowdown Media of the year. Congratulations to Call to Action. Uh, great work over there, guys. Congratulations. And also, uh, shout out and congratulations to all of the other nominees as well in that category, specifically Inner Geekdom Player of the Year, Chandru, and Star Wars Player of the Year. No, no, no surprise here. Ace Cabrera. Now, let me kick it to you guys. I gave my two cents on a few of them. What do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with Frenchie because he looks like he's about to jump through the screen. I have one thing I want to say. I'm really surprised, actually, Star Wars. I was actually putting my money on Damon. Uh, again, yes, it's always Damon, but he keeps defending. Like, at one point, yeah. if he cannot be dethroned. One match. If you only have one match, Ace Cabrera ran through the No, whole. no. But yeah, he, I mean, he's like not I winning. Said, and you, yeah. you ha- he, he dipped in toe in, his, in IG, too. He did amazing in IG. Oh, shush, Dan. I'm sorry, uh, but Dan's right, dude. I mean, that's the only reason. That's the only reason. Uh, we lose him? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. So, 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 What's going on here? We got a coup, guys. The producer just. <laughs> uh, um, well, that happened. You know, but, but that was the only reason I didn't have Damon as player of the year was because he only played <clears throat> one match as yeah. where Cabrera ran yeah, through I'm, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't forget that he ran through two household names in Laura Kelly and Andrew DeMolanta. Yeah. And don't forget, of course, that he only he only played once in 2015 in the team tournament, and, and of course, only once again since that against against the IEG, you know, prodigy and uh, Robert Parker, and well, got you know annihilated in that one. And so I think it, it, he's definitely worth <clears throat> worth being considered comeback player of the year, and of course, both the Star Wars player of the year. Yeah. <clears throat> now, the ones that kind of irk, the kind of now, the, if there's only like one uh, war that kind of irked me the most, it was Hod. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean. Uh, it has. It should have been Shannon Barney, in my honest opinion, because I mean, uh, 
her taking Elliot Dewberry in the draft, how can that be the most heelish move of twenty twenty of twenty twenty? And and to you know go back to when I said about Shanju, you know, regarding him being overrated as a heel of the year, uh, and on the Shwana Runner last night, I actually take it back. I mean, he's definitely a good heel, but he's definitely a great heel on his own. But I mean, there's nothing compared to uh, Shannon Barney, in my personal opinion. I mean, because look. She split the wild berries. How can you not uh, yeah. have that as the most heelish move of 2020, like I said before? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the one that surprised me the most was the upset of the year. Uh, I actually thought that, um, I think it was Andrew DeMolanta versus uh, Ace Cabrero. That would have been the upset of the match. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think I have an uh, explanation for that. I think Ace split the vote for both of his nominations. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Hmm. Yeah. So, but I mean, but of course, uh, Perry being kind of I mean, that's definitely worth you know being considered upset here because don't forget that yeah. she she was she was she wasn't expected to be Kalinowski again, and when she made the when she won, she annihilated I think uh, the majority of the brackets uh, from the Shrodown community. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. So and also, uh, for, uh wait, uh, so what are you saying? So you saying Player of the Year should have been what Adam Collins? I think so, yeah. Without oh. doubt, he's a rookie. He came in. He he blew through everybody. He beat the the, the multi time champion. Defend it's. I mean, dude. In my mind, yeah, Adam Collins. Uh, he had that one locked in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, that was for sure. But <clears throat> don't forget, that's just in the singles division. Mm. When you're talking about play, you're talking about mm. someone who done very well in multiple divisions. I mean. Yeah. Of course, Adam Collins won horror free for all. You know, horror free for. I mean, that definitely helps House's case for Player of the Year. But for Jeff Snyder's case, don't forget he went deep in both singles and team tournaments. He uh, went up close as the finalist, only losing to Collins in the singles tournament. But he, with his partner Andrico, went through the team tournament, won the team's tournament, and then won the team titles, albeit in surprising fashion. Over a Shazam, it's brought on spectacular, and I think that's more than enough to put him over the top as player as player of the year. Yeah, and you oh, know, right. uh, on that note, uh, you got me thinking, and I'm going to rethink my thoughts on player of the year. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't considered uh, people who played in multi divisions. I'm going to rethink that one. Uh, but uh, guys, we're going to wrap it up here for this week. Speaking of Smowdown, um, and let's go around the horn here. Uh, let's start with our with our special guest here today, Tim Sim. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you out, what you've got going on, anything you'd like to plug, sir? The floor is yours. Yeah. Well, first I want to say I'm ha- uh, say it's happy to I'm happy to be here with all three of you, and uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Tim L Sim, where I just put all my personal you know per- personal stuff, and of course what on stuff really on there. Instagram on Tim Sim seventy seven for just you know interesting tidbits and. And you can find me on uh, the showonlive.com doing match previews, which I'm definitely going to be doing a whole lot more for this season of what we call war. And uh, <clears throat> and, I'm, and and of course, uh, on my uh, personal page, Spotlight Cinema, which, basically, which of course, I'm working on the Season 7 retrospective article about, you know, what happened and what happened, what are the best moments, and what can we take away from it. And and yeah, I mean, that's uh, certainly about it. And I def- I, all I can say is I definitely look forward to next season and and of course, the next weeks of you know of what is you know really going to be the most interesting weeks of the off of all the off seasons we had in this one with the free agency and the draft. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun and interesting. And uh, 
And uh, we'll definitely be inviting you back on here in the future this year and uh, and join us some more and give us some more of your insight and uh, tell us what you got going on. So thank you again, Tim. Uh, Double D, Dan, what's up, man? Uh, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Dan Delonky, simple as that. And uh, be sure to look at my uh, all my graphics. They definitely tell a lot of information. All right. And you can find me on Schmozer North uh, Entertainment, on Schmozer North on YouTube, also Norton Schmoz uh, on Twitter. If ever you want to DM us, we are always happy to talk to you guys. And uh, we have a lot of things to announce when it comes to, to the channel. There's new shows coming up. There's a new show that started last week, Snark's Midlife Crisis, which is almost uh, almost 50 and discovering the, the things of the youth and trying to understand what the fuck is happening. Uh, that's going to be Snark's perspective. It's very fun. Today, even, I did a live stream with amazingly beautiful, talented, and smart Amanda. Uh, she is a fitness model that went from food uh, f- um, food disorder, eating disorder, almost um, with suicidal thoughts, to being a fitness model with over 50K followers on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and it is an amazing watch. Do not miss that out. Again, thank you very much for letting me uh, just ramble on, my Jay Wade. Hey, anytime, anytime, and I will. Uh, I will say that I was uh, watching Midlife Crisis uh, episode the other mm-hmm. night. It is very fun. I can vouch for that. Um, and me being someone who is, I guess, in my middle age is now. I guess I hate to say <laughs> it or think about it. Uh, I could relate to a lot of what the discussion was. And I admitted that I saw Britney Spears for her Oops, I Did It Again tour, and I had a great time. Uh, but you guys can find me on the Twitter at jway at eleven thirty four. That's the letter J. W-A-D-E-1134. You can also find this show here uh, on the Jcast Network feed on your podcasting platforms. We're not yet on Apple, but uh, go to Anchor and Spotify. We're on there and a couple others right now. We'll keep you posted on that. And, of course, please subscribe to this channel. Hit that bell. Like, share, all that good stuff. Comments. It helps us out a lot. Um, and for those of you who watched the first two episodes of this, uh, Dean was on here with us. He's no longer on the show, but I do want to point you over to Merc with a movie blog where we started our uh, WandaVision show last night called Oh, What a Marvel. And it is hosted by Dean. And it is insanely fun. Dean, myself, Sarah, and Sean, go over there, check that out. But this is Schmodown. And until next week, everybody, please have a great and safe week. You want to hear something funny? The mic wasn't on that whole time. No way. Yeah, for real. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So smooth.